The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash, let's ride. <laughs> Here we are, Wednesday, install day. Cowboys getting ready to host the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday at AT&T Stadium. Both teams come into this with a loss to start the season. Our Media Mash members today are Rob Phillips of the Dallas Cowboys. Catch him.com, DallasCowboys.com. Bobby Belt, 105.3 The Fan, Mr. Exclusive. And we got the longest tenured beat writer. He is... Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. So the Cowboys had locker room at 1.30. I got to hear a little bit of Zeke today, and he says they need to run the football. And I followed a question that with a question to Zeke. How many carries do you think you need in order for you guys to try to secure a win against Cincinnati? He said, I don't want to give a number. And then I followed up. Probably more than 10. He says yes. So, Rob, that's something you're writing about for DallasCowboys.com. Yeah, he wrote it for him. I already posted the story. He, he helped me out. He, he didn't disagree with me on, the, on, the, on what they got to do. I mean, you look back at what they did not accomplish in the passing game last week. I think they got one explosive play. If they're not going to do that, and that's going to be a challenge without Dak in the game, they got to be able to run the ball. There was a few games last year where they did not have explosive plays like three or less. They lost the games where they couldn't run the football or didn't run it effectively. Think about Kansas City. Think about some of those games down the stretch. There was a, a, a stretch early in the season last year where, yeah, they're not hitting a lot of big plays because of shell coverage, stuff like that, but they were running the hell out of the ball. 100-something okay. 100, 100 yards, 170-yard average early in the season. they got to get both of those things going, but they got to lean on Zeke. they got to. Yeah, but it's easier to do that last year when you had to respect the passing game. You know, they're going to be running into a brick wall because they're going to get eight, nine-man fronts because everybody knows, you know, they have to run. You Zeke thinks they have to run. We think they have to run. Everybody else knows they have to run because they have no confidence in the passing game. You know, and, and the problem last week wasn't just to run. And, and, you know, and, and it's funny. Well, he had 10 for 52. They should have done it more. Well, they would have done it more if they converted on third downs. You can't run the ball and consistently run the ball if you don't convert third down. You still need to be competent in the passing game. To think that they, they they're, they're, they've done so well that they're going to be able to run it down someone's throats and not be able to be competent in the passing game. You know that's being naive. No, they got. I mean, it they sounds gotta, good. They got to do both, but they got to lean on it more. Well, I mean, of course, he's right. Ten carries is not enough. It's not I enough, mean, but it would, they would have had more than ten carries if they had converted third downs. Is all I'm saying. It wasn't like they went away from it. Mm, I think you. I think they did. Some of it had to do with the amount of penalties they had. All of that, you know. So when you're, when you're, those when you're, all factored yeah. into it. Those, yeah. you, you, you know. So you know. Again, you know. I don't know if the running game is where it was at the start of last year. Just based on ten, that they can go for one seventy five. Is anything they're doing? Right, that's offensively the, where it was. Like right, so to say that we no, got to run it more, no. and you know, I just don't know that. I mean, it sounds good, and it's really your only option because of your quarterback situation. But is that something that you feel good about that they can sustain and win for a full game, Bob? I feel better about their ability to run the ball, like you say, than I do right now about their ability to pass it. And and part of the reason why I don't feel great about their ability to pass it, obviously, I mean. 
Dak didn't look great when he was out there, and, and Cooper Rush, I, I don't think that's going to look much better. Um, I'd have more confidence in this passing game if I had more confidence in CeeDee Lamb right now, which I, I, you know, there was a lot of talk leading into week one about I'm coming out here to dominate and attack and show it. I was built and for this, he said last he week. He did. He did. And it, it, it didn't look like he was ready to go out there and attack. And I, I remember specifically there was one time, I think it was after the OPI, where I watched them walk to the bench and – CD went and kind of sat by himself and like put his head down and Dak had to go over and like kind of like hey come on like keep your head in the game buddy and so it's like man that that doesn't look like the demeanor that we saw in the hallway last week and so he if they want any chance at the passing game being any sort of a threat like CD Lamb's got to step up and and he's got to match his rhetoric and his play and sadly you know Stephen Jones was on the flagship station saying CD Lamb needs to work himself to be a number one receiver Work himself to be a number one receiver. Didn't your whole offensive philosophy in the offseason sitting around CD were you, you knowing that CD Lamb was the number one receiver? So, allegedly, if, yeah. I, I mean he's I mean if 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 your if your if your vice president of personnel is, is now saying CD Lamb has to work himself to learn to be a number one receiver, then everything you did in the offseason is 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 you you can question. That's why Amari's not here. Because they factored him into that role. Okay. Right. I'm agreeing with you. Right. So, but like, my point is that we don't know, and he still has to work on himself to do that. Then, what were you building this receiver core around? Hope, positive projections, not knowing. You should have known that beyond a shadow of a doubt before you let Amari go. I think they're still banking on CD coupled with Michael Gallup will be enough. And so I think I think they'll probably hold on to the hope of like, well, let's see how this all looks when, you know, Michael Gallup returns. But, man, this is four quarters against Tampa Bay and a first half against Kansas City where we've seen two separate times where CD's had to be the number one. He hasn't been able to get anything going. And so now it's a hope strategy, what you're telling me, Bobby. It's, it's you, been a hope strategy. That's the problem. Got to give him hope, you know. That's, well, that's it, goes, it, goes, it goes back to what Jerry said the first day in Oxnard about projecting when you're talking about banking on young players there is a level of projection that goes with that and sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong now we're one game in we'll see but the other thing about Gallup coming back too like that's going to help especially that would help you know they need somebody to take the top off of defense they need to get vertical they got to make plays down the field you're going to ask him to come in after coming off the injury and play 60 plays and be MG for 60 plays I mean that's I don't know if that's fair to him and we've been talking about that and I've been saying you know this whole you know Gallup should not be back, for, you know, for the first month of the season. They're probably going to bring him back. But Chris Godwin is in a prime example, okay? Yes, he made a couple plays. He looked good. He was out there for the opener. And now it's a hamstring injury. And how long is it going to be out with that hamstring injury? Yeah, you don't want to push it. And yeah. They won't push it. Well, then what they need to count on is they need they need to have – and this is not a, a thing on them, I don't think. I think it's about the player – Jalen Tolbert has to be better. You can't be inactive in favor of an under because that's not about like, well, they went with veteran guys over. You went with a rookie and you went with a guy who went undrafted versus the guy that you were really considering taking borderline top 50. And you, you were you were you were very much considering taking him in the second round and he couldn't get active over the undrafted. And, and, free you, and you went with a personal prompt protector as your number two receiver. Noah Brown was fine, though. Was he? Yeah, he was fine. Was he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, am I wrong? On, on like, that, like, I don't think Noah Brown was great, but I think he was fine. No, but my point is, on that third and eight, when Dak missed him, when Dak wanted him to sit down, and he kept going, and it made it look like Dak threw the ball, or it was a bad on a scramble early in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The drive before he got hurt. Wide open, threw it. Wide yeah. open. Yeah. He, 
he was supposed to sit down in an open spot. Yeah, but I mean, you've also got the the time where Dak has protection. I believe I, this was a third down the first half. Dak has protection. Noah Brown gets open on that comeback route, and Dak sailed at ten feet over no, his no head. No doubt. I'm just talking about fourth quarter, though. I, I mean, you got to do it. You got to do him some favors. You got to help him out. I, I I agree, but game on the line, game situation. I just it, the the point is, we saw Noah Brown last year on third downs, and it, it, it wasn't there. You know, and, and I'm just saying that from the, all the other receiver guys, you know, I talked to Michael Irvin yesterday, Monday. He compared it to 2018. He said, you should have learned from the lessons pre-coop, not to do the same thing post-coop. Well, that's, I think that's what... Your mic, you're, you're, t- turn your mic on, Rob. Turn your mic. <laughs> but for, for Noah Brown, just want to go over his line. Don't, don't throw numbers at me. Uh, Noah Brown had nine targets... Five catches for 68 yards with a long of 22. That was second, tied for second on the team in targets. C.D. Lamb had 11. Dalton Schultz had nine. Now, coming into the year, we were going, to, we were saying, yes, Lamb, Schultz, these are guys that are getting targets. But um, when Noah Brown's getting nine targets in, in a football game, when you're depending on Noah Brown to, to help lead your passing game, I don't think anybody was signing up for that uh, in training camp. Nobody was pumping that up in training camp here. So, um, that, to me, is a win for Todd Bowles, if, if that's what you're doing. Right, and it's going to be a win for everybody, the team's coming up, because they're going to do the same thing. I mean, they, you know, um, Kellen Moore said that they couldn't get off press coverage. You know, the young receivers couldn't get off press coverage. You know, that was an issue for all of them going back to last year. If you go back to the blueprint that Denver put out there on the entire receiving core, which included C.D. Lamb, they could not get off press coverage. When teams started pressing them, that's when the offense took a dip last year. In, in game one, the young receivers, you know, CD had a lot of attention. And the young receivers, other guys could not get off press coverage. And that one big play by Noah Brown came in garbage time, I think, after Dak was out. Yeah. Okay. I, but but they couldn't get and, – and, and Mike McCarthy talked about it today. If you can't get off press coverage, you can't play in the NFL. I prefer to get away from the word garbage time. I like to think of it as fantasy football time. Supporting <laughs> <laughs> us? Yeah. No, I, Somebody's benefiting some way. Hey, go ahead. I, no, I think that that's a good, uh, a good point to talk about there is, is just about their inability to get off press coverage because I think one under-discussed factor at this point coming out of this game was the fact that what was one of their big talking points all offseason was that they needed to get tougher and they needed to, to become a more physical football team. And again, they got handled by a physical football team. It look, it's the same issues that they ran into last year against Denver, that they ran into against Arizona, San Francisco. Right. When teams get physical with them, whether it's the receivers at the line of scrimmage, you know, the blockers in the run game, they have trouble with it. They don't play well when the game gets physical, and it doesn't look like that improved at all from this past offseason. And one more thing about 20, because you mentioned 2018, the difference that they told us, and I think it's that's true, is that C.D. Lamb has been to a Pro Bowl? Okay, they think he's a number one guy, but that goes back to what Bobby said. Like that—that that was the problem in 2018. They didn't have a lead guy. They think they have a lead guy here, but that's—they got to get lead production from him to do it and and help everything so, else out, help Coop out. All right, got so, back a quarterback in the game. So this is—you should be old, just barely old enough to remember. This. Okay, Alvin Harper was a great number two. They yep. signed a big contract to go to Tampa Bay, and he was not a good number one. Now, some guys are Bobby Bonilla. It's the difference between being Bobby Bo and when Barry Bonds hits in front of you. And that's the question right now that's come to my mind watching CeeDee Lamb. And when Jerry, I mean, when Stephen Jones goes on the radio and says it, 
I'm concerned because it's not that often they come and give you a whole go to the media to tell you this guy got to go get better. That that's scary to me. That's scary to me. Now maybe this is what lights the fire proceeded. I don't know. I didn't. Was he available in the locker room? Because I, I was only able no, I to talk to him. I think he talks tomorrow. Tomorrow? You know, you know they got, everybody got their days. Yeah, you know, Thursday you know, is CD's day. Everybody yeah. got their days. So tomorrow is his day. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's something you have to prove. I mean, and, and he, listen, is, is, is he got a lot of balls. That's the thing when people look at numbers and certainly caught a lot of balls last year. But teams were focusing on Amari Cooper. I mean, you go back to that big game against New England. You know, he was open for the game when the touchdown passed because Amari Cooper was drawing double coverage. I mean, he had one-on-one coverage. He's not going to see one-on-one coverage this year. He's going to get all the attention, as he did. And you watch that game uh, uh, Sunday. Every time a ball was, there were four, three, four, five guys around him. Now, as a number one guy, 88 club, potentially one of those big, big receiver contracts, he's going to have to make some of those tough catches. I mean, there were some, there were some balls there in traffic that he's going to have to make if you're that guy. Think about that draft class now. First receiver off the board was Henry Ruggs to the Raiders. Gone. Gone. Then it was Jerry Judy to uh, Denver. Cowboys got C.D. Lamb. Eagles take Jalen Rager. Then here comes Justin Jefferson. Yep. <laughs> and and wait a minute, was, was Chase first and then those guys after? No, no, Chase was the next year. Yeah, Chase, Chase, next Chase year. was the next year. I mean, yeah, but the bottom line is – but just yeah. <laughs> Justin wasn't even the best receiver at LSU. No, he wasn't. Chase was. <laughs> you no, know, like uh, so it's hard to was, project. And that was a historic. Team. And he was, was more of a team, he was more of a slot guy at LSU. You know. And, and boy, but I'm just saying it's pretty interesting when you think about all three. You know, it used to be, hey man, well the Raiders were the idiots, and now because we were up in Denver, um, they were moaning and groaning about Jerry Judy. I, I went on altitude, and they were. I, I was trying, trying to protect Jerry. Judy's Judy. not bad. Judy's still. I'm just telling you, up there. Judy, ki- Judy's been a disappointment. They though. have been killing him up there. I'm right. just saying it's there, and so now here. Here it is where, hey, CeeDee Lamb, 88 Club, is you. You got a commercial with Dez and Drew and Michael Irvin. I mean, we, we you, as Parcells say, we, pu- we pulled out the anointing oil. They've on done him. all that. And um, <laughs> bro, it, it wasn't good. Yeah. And so Rager has been traded from Philadelphia to Minnesota. So right now we're looking at four guys, and there are question marks. Well, there's no more question mark for for. Rugs. I mean, that's over. But still, a question mark on Jerry Judy. It's a question mark now on C.D. Lamb. Um, Rager's not even there anymore. It's going to so be a chapter in, Je- in uh, Jefferson's book. All the guys that were drafted before me. His yeah. Hall of Fame book. His Hall of Fame book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you know, Jefferson's in the conversation right now as, as one of the best receivers in the league. He's been great. There's yeah. no, no doubt. You know, he's, reason, is, you know, he's the reason why they could trade uh, Diggs to to Buffalo. One of the, who's one of the best receivers in the league? Right, one of the most amazing. Hey, we're gonna let this guy go get another. Guy. I mean, they tried it once. They they let Randy. They traded Randy Moss to New England, and then they drafted um, Sidney Rice out of South Carolina. It didn't work out. Randy, Randy went to Oakland first, didn't he? Correct. Yes, it was. Yes, from Randy, Oakland to New England. Yeah, yes, he, Oakland. He, he, but but that was how they tried to fill it in there. Then the uh, second time around, they got it right. I mean, you just rarely see a team get rid of a guy, and, and you could say maybe maybe improved. At that position, Lord knows what could happen if they kept both of them. But Diggs hated Kirk Cousins, so it didn't work out there. Hey, let's get our first break in here. Um, Micah Parsons met the media today. 
I want to know, because uh, he put on Twitter, he was trying to check his uh, Madden rating, wanted his rating up. Let's see if you guys, did, did we find out any news on that? And then Didn't even ask about the Madden rating. These I did not. I, I, was, I, I didn't I, know about I, it. Until huh? we got back upstairs, I didn't know about the Madden rating. Well, that was all he talked about on Tuesday when he should have been on Skip and Shannon. <laughs> on, on Twitter? Should have been. <laughs> Why wasn't he on Skip and Shannon? We will talk about that next right here on the Media Match with Rob Phillips, Bobby Belt, and one Clarence Hill. I'm Newey Scruggs. It's DallasCowboys.com radio. Back, 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 back to Media Mash. thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Lil' Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil' Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. There was something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, 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 back to Media Mash. Here we are, Media Mash, on a Wednesday, September 14th, here at the Star in Frisco Cowboys headquarters with Clarence Hills, Fort Worth Star Telegram, Bobby Belt of 105.3 The Fan, and Rob Phillips of DallasCowboys.com. It was um, the first time we got in the locker room today. Michael Parsons was supposed to uh, air uh, be on uh, a television show on FS1. He did not make that appearance. And he said, quote, my starting quarterback went down and we lost. I just didn't think it was appropriate for me to be on the show at this point. Um, I need to step up and be a leader. I shouldn't be on TV. I should be in this locker room. Tad Prescott, who's related to the quarterback of the Cowboys, says, I love this man at Michael Parsons. 
So, Micah, not going on a show that Clarence Hill has been on, by the way. I've never been on that television show, Rob, uh, you know, but Bobby, but Clarence Hill has. So, uh, what, what has been the reaction? Um, I know Mr. One, one person on the show was not happy. Yeah, how are your buddies doing? Wow. <laughs> wow. You're an alum of the show. I mean, yeah. You're a friend of the show. I'm a friend of many shows. <laughs> two, two, three appearances? <laughs> friend, friend of I don't know if we're going to get on their helmets now. And I don't think he's yeah, on many shows. I mean, the bottom line is this. I mean, from a team standpoint, from a personal standpoint, from a football player standpoint, I never thought Michael should have been on the show in the first place. That's just not what, you know, that show, just like first take, they're sensational. They get ratings off of bagging the Cowboys. You know, too many ups and downs of the season. Nothing good can come up, especially after a loss or something like that. You know, I don't think he should have been on the show in the first place. From a professionalism standpoint, let them know. Why would you know show? Yeah. You know, and and and, and, and if, say, your team didn't communicate it, or whatever else, then it, that still comes back to you because you made the deal, and I'm sure that was it was a contract. They put equipment in your house. They they weren't answering the phones. Let them know. You got to let them know. You know. And so yes, from a Cowboys standpoint, looks good. Mike is doing the right thing. He's one. Of, yes, he should be a leader. Should have never been on the show in the first place. <laughs> but you decide to, you you agreed to be on the show. You can't decide after wins and losses whether you're going to be on the show or not. They didn't call you to fill in. Fill I in mean, this is not about me. But I'm we just, just saying, at that point in time, they need, that's, they that's, needed that's cowboy why, content. That's why he doesn't want Mike on the show. Clarence is so, mad it's taking up his head. I think what they could do is just transfer <laughs> my, that, my, that my, equipment. My, my chair keeps falling. Yeah, you look like oh, I'm, oh, I'm that, shrinking. Oh, that, that, that chair didn't work out for the Clarence? Shrinking, shrinking, oh, Clarence. Look at the other chair right there, Clarence. Shrinking, to, to, Clarence. To, there you go. Bobby took my chair. I just wanted the record show. Bobby took my chair. First of all, he tried to steal my seat. And he took my chair. I'm just saying they could take. There's that. like four <laughs> chairs in there. Pick one. The equipment. The equipment could just be transferred from Micah's house to your house, Clarence. Yeah. You can... Bottom line is, good for Micah. I mean, he wants to be a leader for his team, and he needs to be in the locker room. He should be. I mean, they don't. You don't need because that nothing. Nothing good can come from that back and forth after games on a weekly basis. I feel like that. Sh- I would, that segment would go great if you win every week. You know, and, <laughs> who wins and, every you know, week? That's my point. Like I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the, I liked his. I liked his answer. I liked his answer that he's got to. It didn't seem appropriate. Terrible uh, loss. Dak gets hurt. I agree. Let, I don't know what happened. Them, okay. But yeah, yeah. Okay, but but the other problem is this: you're on Twitter all day Monday arguing about with Leonard Fournette about a chip block. He don't need to be doing that either. On Tuesday, you're arguing with you're just telling people to call Madden because you're Madden rating too low. After a loss, Do we, should we be worried about that either? Should we be talking about that when your quarterback is hurt? Your team should we be arguing about your Madden rating? You had time to do that. I, I mean, I think there's a, a a strong difference in the optics, though, of sending out a tweet with like a league partner in Madden and and versus like going and doing a full segment with people who are going to flame you and the team. I, I, no, I, mean, I agree I mean, with all I, that. I, I, gr- I agree. I, like I don't have a problem with him tweeting about Madden but skipping undisputed but yeah just like tell some don't no call yeah. no shot. cuz cuz the way undisputed talked about it they said they tried to get in contact like all Start day on Monday. Monday right. And so there was plenty of time for them to you know it's not just like well sorry I had some bell, bad cell service for 20 minutes it seemed like it was a pretty right. persistent but, issue. Right but it was a team loss. It's a huge setback for the team in the city. Irregardless of whether it's Skip and Shannon, you on it or not, we don't need sure. to be we don't need to be arguing about Madden ratings. It's fine. I mean, it's Twitter though. I, I don't know. It, 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 
I don't. Your whole premise: I need to be a leader I mean, for my team. The optics my team. don't, don't look good. We don't need to be arguing about Madden race. The optics don't look sure, good. sure. But I, I don't. I don't think it's the. I, I. I don't think it's necessarily inconsistent to say it's bad optics for him to go on undisputed and then still tweet. I think that like he views them as different levels of. No, I agree. Where do I? Where am I present? He can tweet that from the locker room. He he's doing his hit from home and. I, I see. I, that, I, so, I see it as so. As, as I say, taking the skip thing out of it, we still don't need to be tweeting about Madden rate. Sure, that's fine. I, I wouldn't personally do it. I just don't know if it's the same bad optics look as going on undisputed yeah. would have been. I don't really know. Is it a bad rating? Is this cause for concern? I mean, are they? I don't. I don't it was an eighty-eight. What? It wasn't. He he should be over ninety if you follow <laughs> those sort of things. Probably Hashtag should be. A, probably club. should be a ninety-nine. Okay. You know, do, do they do they go and make these changes, or are they using Pro Football Focus they, ratings? I mean, what goes into your rating? Maybe, the the ratings know, are always changing. They, he, they update. Them. Yeah, yeah, they, they 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 update them. Uh, but I know. I mean, I don't know how good eighty eight is. I haven't. I haven't played Madden. He, he, he should be over. Years, he so. should be over ninety. He should be closer to a ninety nine. I mean, I mean is, is this, this some, man is a great player. Let's just say that we know he's the best player on the Cowboys football team. Yes, he may have been the best player on the field last Sunday. Yes. Okay. There's no question about that. No one's disputing any of that. He's a great player. It's undisputed, he, he, you might say. Yeah, undisputed. He's yeah. destined for greatness. Very good. <laughs> you know, he's going to be competing for the NFL sack uh, championship this year. He wants, you know, he's on pace for the sack record. Two sacks every game. That would be a record. That would be he a record. Va- he and Von Miller, you know, they're they're starting. Boy, Von Miller. Imagine if they played together. But oh well. Oh, they could have played together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. So, so the guy that they signed in free agency to rush the passer, how did he look? Dante Fowler. Yes, I didn't notice him. I saw he played ten snaps. Yeah. I didn't notice. I, I think I saw him out. I noticed that he was in one of the packages once. I think. Didn't, didn't look great. He didn't play much. I mean, but look, I I have a hard time nitpicking anything the defense did because if you hold them to 19 points, you need to win that game. All right. There are more injury issues to discuss. Let's dive into what head coach Mike McCarthy had to say as the Cowboys get back to work on a Wednesday, getting ready to face the 0-1 Cincinnati Bengals Sunday at home with Rob Phillips, Bobby Belt, Clarence Hill. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? 
Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, let's ride. <laughs> how, did, how did that work out for them? Let's ride. How did Let's Ride do it as open? I mean, you know, the funny thing about it is after watching Seattle – and their quarterback play against the Cowboys and Freeze, they're like, this team may be the worst team in the league. You know, this what they had on offense, I, I, I certainly had no expectations of Geno. He won that job because the, the other guy was rock was, Lock was just so bad. And they go and beat Russell Wilson in the opener. Because Denver, Mike McCarthy's boy, who he took, you know, roller coastering. <laughs> He took him on the roller coaster ride. Okay, he took him roller coaster, taught him everything about football. <laughs> he decides to kick a 64-yard field goal instead of trusting his $250 million quarterback who they traded heaven and earth for, who's won a Super Bowl on fourth and five. And they let the clock run. I mean, Peyton Manning was killing him. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing that on the Manning cast. <laughs> What are we doing here, guys? I, I take a time out here, guys. <laughs> Shannon, speaking of guys, Shannon, he like kick what? On the Manning cast, they counted how many times Manning did, did timeout. Did timeout. Really? It was sixty-two. <laughs> he did that sixty-two times, here, guys. and they finally did one ding for for, for Denver. It was fine. I mean, it just so. makes no sense. But but you brought up let's ride. How, how they riding? Let's ride. How they riding up there? How Randy riding up there? How they so, riding up there? In Denver? Randy made more plays than Dante Fowler did. Ooh, wow. Well, Ooh. that's what. That's, there's a stretch. Thanks, Bobby. Hey, he forced a fumble, got a turnover. Okay, one play. Okay, but 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 one more thing. But you know what? And let's let's call, in fairness to in fairness to Fowler, as we saw in the goal line. You oh, know, I, I would have put Fowler out there more. No, Fowler, Fowler. But, I think but, they would have better success if Fowler. But as we saw on the goal line, you know, we're playing right rush in on the goal line. Yeah, Doris Armstrong. No, Michael Parsons. Oh, Michael. Those Parsons. two sacks came from him playing rush in. Playing that yeah. spot, okay? You know, we, I mean, that, that's side, that's right? he came from the right side. No, he was at that Randy Gregory position. Okay, on um, both of those sacks, the spin move and the other one with the two sacks that helped stop okay. the field goals. That, you know, okay, that's their solution. 
Sure, but I mean, like on outside and you know whatever. I mean, that's that's their. Yeah, I just I I I would have liked to have seen. There there were too many times. As much as Mike was great, I thought there were too many times against Tampa where Tom Brady had way too much time and was way too comfortable standing back. It wasn't even as much as as much as he gets the ball out quick. There were a few times where he was able to just kind of stand back there for four seconds. Let me make sure I'm straight here. Yeah, you ain't dying on the Randy Gregory Hill right now, are you? What do you mean dying on that hill? That that somehow, some way, Randy Gregory was supposed to be make some difference around here. No, I'm just that, saying that, that, they no. should have signed him. I, I mean, I think they should have signed him. Come on, man. Uh, they did, they thought they should have signed. Yeah, they did, thought they was done. Well, they did sign him. He changed his mind. They, yeah. they they gonna get lucky. Okay, two years. That thing. Will, Denver fans will be wanting that guy out of there in two years. Okay. All right. Write it down. I, might, I might have write to. Down. You, write you write might down. have to. You might have to. Put your handy dandy. I, I'll do it. You might have to take me to knife and play now. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take you to a dispensary. Go by Randy Gregory's fight, Denver. By the way, I, when I was on the Altitude Network, I told I told them guys. I said, if Paul, if if Nathaniel Hackett's anything like his dad, Paul, calling plays, game management, you ain't going to be happy. Because his dad was a head coach at USC, and wow, some of the things he would do. He's like, ooh, ooh. I remember he was calling timeout after, you know, this is, you know, one of the final drives inside two minutes. He's calling timeout after they convert a first down. I'm like, well, baby, what you doing? It's college football. Class going to stop. Just running timeout for It's like, you don't know the rules. And he was, and, and Paul was the guy who let you, who like he's like John McAfee. He liked to let you know he was smart. Well, I tell you, good luck, good luck. I mean, what 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 Denver did out there? I mean, it kind of made me feel good about. Hey, all you Cowboy fans that jump on Mike McCarthy, you see this? <laughs> it it can't be worse. What was it? What was it? Jerry last year who made sure to hammer home the point. He's like nobody in the league is good at clock management. Wasn't that his line everybody, last year? Everybody, yeah, he's like everybody's terrible it. at it. Yeah. Yeah, you literally can point to just about every coach and and find something I, where you're I, like, what what was that? Sure. That that point is is yeah. we, we can all say, what, what were you thinking? What are you doing? Um, but you know, Jason was not good. Jason was he didn't get better. That was that was my thing about Jason as a head coach. It's like I don't, I didn't think he got better. Like, dude, yeah, ten years. You still should be making some of the mistakes that you're making. Um, I I was in Cleveland, so I saw some things that Belichick that he improved on. You know, that's. When Ron Washington was the manager of the Rangers, there were things that Ron was doing the first two years that he figured it out. Jason Kidd, we talked about this in training camp. He's a much better coach in Dallas than he was in whatever. In, in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, New yeah, Jersey, yeah. yeah. So so you can get better at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, we digress. So um, coming out of the locker room, guys, get Give me your sense of who you talked to and, and what was the feeling you got as the Cowboys get ready for the face of Bengals. Rob, start with you. Well, I mean, I think guys are still up. I, I thought Zeke's tone, though, he was asked, is there, are guys relaxed? Is it still relaxed? He said, no. I mean, I, uh, there's definitely urgency. I thought he was – he wasn't short with us, but you could tell there's a sense of, like, we got we to gotta, we gotta step up. We got to figure some things out. Um, obviously, I think he would like to be more of a factor in the offense. Um, he put that nicely. Mm-hmm. And I think he's right, you know. I think, and, and Clarence is right. I mean, they're going to load up probably and try to stop him. Um, but they've been able to run against loaded boxes before. There are, it's not the same line that we've seen in past years. There are more question marks. But I think you said it. Like, what other option do you have? You got a backup quarterback in the game. You got to give him some help. No, you, you got to give him some balance. The, the, so they're the, going to they got to work towards that. The, the, the problem here is that I mean, let's go back to the mood. I mean, 
Zeke said, you know, it's some urgency, but but no panic. And then I think everybody was trying to say the right things about we're not panicking, but there was a lull at practice. Mike McCarthy, you know, his, he doesn't have a lot of energy in his press conferences. I mean, there, there there's definitely a lull on this team following with Dak being out and the way they lost it over. Let's just be honest. Just when you watch, you can you can go by what they say, but you can watch them and and, okay. and, and there, there was definitely not a lot of energy, you know, from what we saw, you know, at practice. And yeah, I'm sure part of it is, is 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 that, and I'm sure maybe as they they got going on, it, it got better. But there, there's some of that as a malaise as you expect it to be. But getting back to the running game and leading on the running game, and yes, we had a, I think five carries for over five yards, whatever else. That's not going to do it. They need big plays. No they doubt. need big chunks. You know, you when you it, it's by the way this team commits penalties on the offensive line up front to to expect them to methodically drive down the field without any big plays and they don't have any big plays in the passing game or the running game without any big plays. You're asking for that false start. You're asking for that hole. Something's going to set them back because you 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 just can't methodically. Lean on the running. It's ain't you know nineteen seventy five. You're just not gonna run the running game down the field and, and go into the end zone. This ain't you know. You, you know what's interesting though about it is last year one of their big time playmakers, a guy who it's like anytime he touches the ball he can do something with it, was Tony Pollard, and that's why a lot of people want to get Tony Pollard more involved. Tony Pollard helps you win the uh, the New Orleans game, wasn't right. it? That one where you yeah, had that, that, big, that big touchdown run, right. and that was just a, a straight toss, and he took off, which is why it was so odd to me to see that they felt like they needed to turn him into a gadget player where it's right. like oh we, we got to get him in the wildcat we got to get him on a double reverse it's like why can't you just trust him to be the playmaker that he's been like like i don't feel like you have to get cute with tony pollard and he's not just a wildcat tony pollard guy most wildcat yeah. running backs are big strong guys you know, you know it's just like it's not just a cute thing it's you know it's breaking tackles and doing a lot of different things we look at wildcat guys in the past and that, that's just not his game anyway. uh, yeah i just felt like you know, let him and, and you know we didn't see a lot of him as a receiver. Um, but if you're going to line him up in the slot, all right, line him up the slot and let him like run a normal route tree. If you're going to put him in the backfield, all right, put him in the backfield and try and scheme up favorable math for like you know hat on hat type of blocking setup and just let him use his athleticism to make a difference. I I just I thought it was odd how you know it wasn't just though the wildcat and the double reverse. There was also uh, you and I were talking about this at practice. There was that kind of odd on the first drive that little like circle motion they had him do like he came in and like did a wrap around Zeke and ran the other side it's like I don't think you have to do all that with Tony Pollard like just let Tony Pollard make plays yeah, there's a lot of slow developing stuff against a defense that is super fast and quick and gets on the ball quick and that yeah that jumped out to me too just hand him the ball Callum yeah. Moore thinking the misdirection was going to be uh he fooled him did not Deceptives, work Deceptives. so um, the following players are have been ruled out for the game on Sunday. Connor McGovern, your left guard. Quarterback Dak Prescott. Uh, safety J. Ron Curse. And backup defensive end Terrell Basham. Guys, how do we feel about the replacements for all of those players? You've got, I'm assuming, Farnock. Matt Farnock is going to replace uh, Connor McGovern. We know Cooper Rush is replacing Dak Prescott. Um Basham be replaced by Sam Williams, according to the depth chart, and according to the depth chart, Israel Mukwamu would replace J. Ron Kirsch. It's a. It was Dan Quinn, I think. Said it'll be a Mukwamu Bell kind of combo taking over for for Kirsch. but which which is interesting to me because with Mukwamu taking over for Kirsch, while his body type's more similar to to Kirsch, 
I feel like Bell is more stylistically who curses than Mukwamu. Mukwamu yeah. we saw covering in the slot, like carrying CD at times right. during training camp and stuff like that. And he's he's a former corner. Yeah. Like like and so I, I think that that's interesting. He he hasn't looked totally comfortable to me when they've asked Mukwamu to play in the box the way they do curse. And so yeah, I think Bell, that that's kind of an interesting. I think Bell is more the box guy. He's first the better tackler, more physical player. Yeah. You know he's going to be the guy that, that does the stuff down. You know when they do that big nickel and. and you curse me down at, at playing basically a linebacker position. I know. I'm guessing McQuam was the tight end guy. Yeah. Like, like, hey, you need to be the tight end eraser. Mm. What about Jabril Cox? Get him on the field to help with some of that stuff. I mean, that I, I wasn't surprised he was inactive, but you would. You know, How do you lot- get him active this week? I, I'm surprised just that we're looking at almost a year removed from an ACL tear, and he's still got a brace on, and they're still talking about load management with him. Yeah. That whole situation has been puzzling. Well, I mean, Cox. which is yeah. why this, it goes back to Gallup. If you if you got – if he has issues with ACL and you're wondering that, then how much are you going to have the same situation with Gallup? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just – look, and I understand Godwin got hurt, but it was a hamstring. But, like, you look at the other side of the field – and Godwin, a guy who tore his ACL and his MCL, tore both of them two months after Jabril Cox did, gets the brace off two weeks ago and was yeah. out there playing. It Everybody's just seems body's odd. different, though. Yeah. I mean, that's... No, I know, I know, but this is there is no doubt about it. This is a slower ACL recovery than has been seen as normal in the NFL for the last five years. I hear you, and that's just one of those we, we just don't know. We, we, I know. I just, just I, I find it odd, and and it, it's it's like trying to get state secrets when when you're just trying to find out like, hey, what's the deal with this guy? Hey, but. hey stop asking about who the backup snap <laughs> yeah. is. Okay, it's just, yes, that's big time stuff. Yes, Cincinnati has been installed as a seven and a half point favorite in road. Jerry World. Mm. Yep, for a team that lost at home with four turnovers, they're saying. Touchdown! Five turnovers. Yeah, four picks. Yeah, four picks. Uh, yeah, five turnovers. Guys, that's how dangerous they are, though. The fact that they almost pulled that off. They were going to be the first team with a minus five turnover ratio to come back and win a game since like 2012. Yeah, it had been it had been about a decade. Hey, and if and not Burrow, for a block field extra point, right. they would have pulled yeah, it they, off. They would have done it. And Burrow, I, I was looking this up while we were sitting in the press box right after because I was already looking ahead. Like, all right, what what is is Burrow a revenge game guy whenever he plays poorly? And so I looked it up, and he's the last five games when he's had two turnovers or more the following week. They're four and one. They average like a seventeen point victory. His pass rating's like one oh three. Like I mean, he just he bounces okay. back in I'll, a big I'll, way. I'll checkmate you here with this. Or at least <laughs> let's, let's go. Um, in his fifteen years as a head coach, Mike McCarthy is five and one. The week following a season opening loss, including a two and zero oh mark with the Cowboys. There we go. There's your hope. Uh, there's your hope train. <laughs> well, I, I there got, it is. I got one thing. At least the how Cow- many of those were without oh. the quarterback. Uh, apparently the Cowboys Smoke beat up. Guys. Apparently the Cowboys <laughs> beat up the Buccaneers. They didn't win the game. But they apparently Checkmate, they apparently beat up the Buccaneers. They got like twenty guys on the injury report: Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Russell Gage, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones. Yeah, they were all on the report. Brady, last week, Brady's no, on, they did not practice today. Brady, all, none of them practiced today. Brady's been on the injury report for twenty five years. Donovan Smith, none of them practiced today. I'm just that's a lot of lim- Christian Worth limited. They had a lot of guys not practicing. The Cowboys beat them up. They beat them up. They ain't win the game. They beat him up. All right. Yeah. Are, are you are you here on the match tomorrow? I am not. I don't know who's here tomorrow. Okay. I may be back. I'll, I'll gladly oh. text no, no, you if no, you no, need no, me no. to. I'm just, I'm just really asking. What, what are we following up on? Cowboys win this game? This week? Yeah. No. 
I don't think so. Are you back tomorrow? No. Cowboys win this game? No, I got Cincinnati. Too many questions, man. I don't even have to ask. Yeah, man, come on, man. Don't, I, don't I, ask me no crazy I, questions. I don't even have to ask. Don't ask me no questions. I'll tell you no I lies. Will say, I will say uh, six for 95 and two touchdowns for Dennis Houston. <laughs> you said, oh, Patrick Walker's going to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Pat's listening. <laughs> I hope I get a text here in two minutes. I mean, that was, that, uh, God bless Patrick, man. That was, uh, that, that was, that was, uh, what? He was right, though. We, we were saying he may not even be active, and he said, I bet he's active over Tolbert, and he was. He was. That's fine. I'm, he just was, saying, I'm saying he was right on that. Listen, it's what and what right now, though. I mean, you know, to me, that's more of an indictment of Tobert, your third round pick. It's not. It's not great news. I mean, I don't think it's a disaster, but it's not great. Are you bashing management again, Clarence? I said it's an indictment of Tobert. Is all I said. Okay. You is get, that more on the players? We're gonna, give, we're gonna give him credit for signing Dennis Houston. They found him an undrafted free agent. They found the gym. Okay. All right, gentlemen, this has been fun. Yes, sir. Clarence, get to work. Yes, I got work to do. Get to work. Bobby, I need exclusive by the end of the day, please. So go find something. Exclusive. All right. Rob Phillips.com. Bobby Belt, 1053. Oh, my God. The upgraded version. <laughs> Dog team, Clarence Hill in the house for Orstar Telegram. For everyone involved in the show, special producer Chris Beam, I'm Newey Scruggs. It's a media match. We will talk to you tomorrow at 3 p.m. right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?